everybody. Welcome to the How to Sell Insurance Podcast. My name is Ryan Federico. I am here with one of the baddest men on the planet, Mr. Keith Fonseca, DJ Debt Free. Are you in uh, Jersey right now or are you in Florida right now? Where are you at? I am actually here in the great state, the Garden State, New Jersey. Yes, New, New Jersey. Jersey. I'm home. You said that. You New Jersey. You said that like a Latin Indian is what you just said that like. So that's uh, that's awesome. We also got Mr. Ashton Delango Lunday, uh, the coiner of the new English word equivalent uh, that we are going to start using all over the place to equivalent our thoughts. Uh, Ashton is coming to us out of the new office, it looks like, in Pensacola, right. man. Tell us about that. Yes, sir. We got the office up and rolling. We got about four agents every day working out of here now and just hired a few more. So uh, we're excited to fill this place up. We got, we got enough space right now that uh, I think we counted. We can get about 15 agents working out of here in, in person. Dang. So we're, we're excited to get that up and rolling and get hiring more people here in uh, Pensacola to come into the office. Is that uh, 15 agents without the heat running so that it's like a little sweat box in there? Or is it like <laughs> you got 15 agents with enough room to spread out? ironically the ac actually doesn't work in this place yesterday it hit 82 degrees um so it it was fun yesterday uh i I took a early day (laughs) and worked from home (laughs) there you go uh some of those those dyson fans i'm gonna send them send them amazon to you yeah Uh, shoot it over that's glad you got to be your contribution for the office <laughs> Glad you got the new office up and running, man. It looks awesome and going to help a lot of agents, a lot of families out of that place. So uh, today we're coming at you with a quick topic. We want to uh, cover something that's been coming up for a lot of agents recently. Uh, it, you know, we're going to date this video. So we're here in November. We're a week after the uh, midterm elections here in 2022. And so there was a lot of political calls, a lot of political text messages, uh, answer rates for life insurance for mortgage protection were lower people's schedules were tighter and there was a lot of appointment cancellations and so we're not talking about people who canceled their application for insurance or people who canceled their policy we did an episode on that before we're talking about how to deal with cancellations when you get an appointment that cancels or reschedules or that you need to cancel or reschedule um, it's a topic that's been coming up a lot recently and I uh, wanted to bring you our thoughts on it and maybe some strategies that can work really well for you. Uh, it was something that recently came up for Keith, so I want to kind of kick this over to Keith and have you intention us with you know, sort of what's on your, your mind and your heart about it and some strategies that you use to, uh, to rebook people when they cancel. Yeah, um, you know, got a lot of new agents over here in the agency. We've onboarded about 50 new people who've never been in life insurance before in the last 75 days. So this has come up quite a bit when you're, you know, building from ground up with a lot of new folks and people are booking appointments and they're either canceling or not showing up, which I'll kind of call in the same category, although cancel is the ahead, hey, we don't need this, so we're not going to meet. And the no-show is the even deeper gut punch of I get all prepped, I show up. And so at least I brought this up because I thought, you know, hey, these agents are feeling a little gut punched, you know, like this industry um, is hard. 
you know, and they're looking at it going like, man, I did all the work. I did all the dials. I knocked on the doors, which we don't do, but some people do. Right. You know, I did everything I, you said I'm supposed to. I even set up appointments with people in my warm market who say they know me, they love me, they'll be there. And then all of a sudden they kind of change their mind. So I figured maybe we should address that topic of, you know, how, where, why we get appointments that don't cancel and how to respond to appointments that do. Right. So. Yeah, man, I, I think that like it, it's super important for, you know, new agents that are listening to this to know that like this is going to happen, right? This is not a, an insurance industry specific thing. This is a sales industry specific thing uh, as human beings and consumers, right? Like we are uh, apt to not go on appointments, right? <laughs> We're apt to not show up for appointments that we think are going to be sales appointments, um, and of course there's always like something on the DVR that's better, or, you know, we book something for a time that we don't think is, you know, the, the, you know, going to be an issue, but then it turns out to be an issue. So, uh, I think the first thing that I really would love to talk about is like, w- what do you expect? I know for me, I, I expect that to happen. And I think when I was new, I didn't. Right. So it hurt a little bit more when it happened, uh, either, somebody canceled or somebody no showed me or somebody asked to reschedule or I called them and they were like, Oh, I forgot about this. Or I knocked on their door, you know, for our appointment. They were like, Oh, I totally forgot. My husband's not here. My wife's not here. Uh, it was, it was a gut punch. And now today, um, I expect it. And so when I go into setting an appointments, I set the right number of appointments so that no matter what happens, I can see a certain number of people, right? And so I think that that's like, for me, going into it expecting that it's gonna happen makes the blow a a little bit easier to to deal with when it does happen. Um, But one of the things that I find myself doing a lot is, you know, overbooking my calendar a little bit because I know that not everybody is gonna show up. I just accept that that's, in fact, it would be detrimental to me if everybody showed up. I wouldn't have any time. You know, so I'm almost like when people no-show or when people have to cancel the appointment, I'm like, yeah. oh, thank God I get to eat lunch right now, you know, or something like that. So, Ashton, I know that you did a lot of this, especially being out in the field for so long, uh, running in person. Um, what are your thoughts on, on sort of either how you expect it and then we'll go into, you know, how you deal with it when it happens. Yeah, <clears throat> I think there's two ways to, to approach this from the beginning is, is one, if someone's seasoned versus if someone's new. Uh, if someone's new, we have to make sure that we're booking as really just as many appointments as we can in, in the schedule we have, whether it's part time, whether it's full time. It, it doesn't matter. We just have to get as many as we can that fit within that work schedule. If I only have 20 hours. And I know I need to set around aside X amount of time to dial and X amount of time to run appointments. Well, I got to make sure that that appointment slots, they're packed to the max. Because we know, at least within our agency, a brand new agent's going to have a 50% show ratio. So if they're going to have a 50% show ratio on average, now hopefully you're better. And we expect you to get better as you become seasoned. But 50% show ratio for someone who's brand new, day one, week one. That's not horrible. And so I know if, if we need to have 10 sits, well, I want you to book 15 to 20. That way we can see you sit with 10 people. And as you get seasoned, you're going to know, hey, my show ratio, if I book 10 appointments, I average 60%, 80%, 90%, whatever it is. So now as you're seasoned, you know if I book X amount, I can bet 
my next commission check that I'm going to see X amount of people show. And so that's where it, it comes in the beginning. How do I handle cancellations? It's making sure I have enough on the books that a cancellation doesn't hurt me. It's the same thing we talk about when we deal with chargebacks. How do you deal with chargebacks? Well, if you write enough business, does it matter? If you're issuing 15000 a month and you got 2000 a month in chargebacks, does it matter? It doesn't because you have enough new business coming in that it wipes out the rest. And it's the same thing with cancellations. Yeah, man, I think that like um, I, I liken it a lot to farming and it sounds weird uh, to say farming. Like right here yeah. by my house, we have a cornfield. Uh, and I know I'm in California. You think it's all just like city and people and homeless folks. Did just you move like to Iowa? Around, but we actually have a cornfield right here. <laughs> like we grow a lot of agriculture. So there's there's a cornfield and like uh, a lot of people see this cornfield, they just see a bunch of corn growing and they don't see that like, you know, three out of every 10 seeds that were planted in the ground didn't grow, right? They just see all the corn that, that's growing. And so it's like, are you planting enough in the ground to reap a harvest? Or are you just putting one seed in the ground, just banking on that one seed growing? And that's like, are you setting enough appointments to reap the harvest of getting with people to buy insurance? Or are you just like planting two seeds in the ground or three seeds in the ground, one sprouts and two don't, or one dies midway through and you only get to see one and that one doesn't produce very good tasting corn, right? So it's like, are you planting enough? Are you doing enough work? Are you tilling the fields? Are you putting enough seeds in the ground? Is I think what you're talking about, Ashton, which is just like, do you know in your soil, the way it is right now, what percentage of your corn is actually going to grow? What percentage of your appointments are actually going to show up so that you know how much seed to plant and you know how much you know you can expect from those seeds so you're not disappointed when 50% show up and you think you're sucking when you're actually doing perfect. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do and you're still profitable and you're still making money. So Keith, what do you, what do you think? Exactly. I'm first, I'm wondering, does the word seasoned equivalate to experienced? That's, that's what I want to know. Um, yeah, I, you know, had this agent and we were talking a little while ago and, you know, he booked two appointments for the weekend and both canceled and he was heartbroken. Um, and it was sort of having that same talk about, well, if I just look at the numbers and we double the amount of dials, double the amount of contacts, double the amount of appointments and just have that assumption, or if over the week we triple, we quadruple, um, that, you know, as coaches, we can look at the numbers and just say, book more appointments, right? Now I can also look at someone who's chopping down a tree with a spoon and they just keep chopping that tree with the spoon and they're going to be out there all day long booking appointments that aren't really appointments. You know what I mean? So it goes back to a little bit about need, right? And not to go too far into, you know, establishing need in the call, because this is about responding to cancellations and afterwards, but establishing that need in the call to me is so critical because if I don't need water in the desert, why the hell would I show up for, you know, a water station? I've got water. So, you know, in this industry, I think we have the greatest urgency built into any sales industry in the world. We have the largest amount of demand in that everybody I've ever talked to is going to die. Um, okay. And most of them are not financially prepared for that moment. So bringing that to the forefront to sort of light a fire under that urgency to be able to answer that urgency, that problem with a solution is key to getting people to show up. Now, afterwards, right, that's a whole nother thing. 
that I know we're going to dive into, but reminding the new agent that if you can marry both uh, repetition with responsiveness, what do I mean by responsiveness? The repetition of doing what I think is right and feeling emotionally gut punched when it doesn't work out with the responsiveness of being open to what's needed, right? And in, in many of the situations I was in, when Ryan would ask me, did you do this? Did you say this? Did you do this? Most of them was me arguing with him about how I did and what I said and that it should have worked. And then he would just ask me one question, which is what I just basically asked this agent. So why didn't it? Right. If you did everything we say we're going to do, why didn't? And let's look at how we're going to get better and not just shame you about the fact it didn't work. We've got totally. to have the responsiveness to getting better. So, yeah, man, I, I think it's like, you know, the ingredients as well that you're using. It's like you can be really upset that the cake didn't turn out well or that it got burnt. Right. And it's like, OK, cool. Well, you know, the recipe was two cups of flour and you use one cup of flour. Or the recipe was one stick of butter and you used a cup yeah. of oil instead. And, you know, the recipe was 350 at, you know, 20 minutes and you put yeah. it in for 500 degrees for five minutes. You know what I mean? And it's like, so, yeah, did you bake it? Did you mix ingredients together and put it in a hot oven? Yes, you did. Did you do it in the right way? <laughs> you know, probably not. Did you use the right ingredients? Probably not. And so it's like when you start to uh, when when I have a new agent who starts to kind of step back from that. And they're like, oh, I get it now. I'm just not using enough material. I don't have enough leads or I, I'm not contacting enough people in my warm market or I don't have enough appointments on my calendar to, to make it. My cake's going to come out terrible out of the oven no matter how I bake it, no matter how good of a salesperson I am, you know, no matter what I do, it's going to come out terribly. And so it's, it's understanding like what the, what the recipe is. And I think that's what, Ashton, you were talking about a minute ago which is just like, hey, you know your, your show ratio is going to be this. You know your close ratio is going to be this. You know that the issue rate is going to be this. And here's how to, to reverse engineer that so I can give you a proper expectation so that you're not disappointed when it happens. And Brian, so I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a yeah. question, you specifically on what you're saying right now. Do yeah. you think, um, because I think of this like an art, Right. Have you ever walked into one of those painting classes where everybody's painting and they get all the same paints and they get the same canvas at the same time and the same instructions yeah. and every painting looks different? Do you see this as an art where there are new agents that follow the recipe exactly as needed and still don't get the same results as a Michelin trained chef? I mean, yeah, for sure. But I don't think that's saying that they don't have a painting they can be proud of and hang on their wall. It doesn't look mm. like Rembrandt, you know what I mean? But it, it looks good for, for them. It's still profitable. They're still meeting with people. People are still buying insurance. Maybe they're not selling, you know, millions of dollars of annuities and IULs and stuff like that, but they're helping families and they're profitable and they're making sales and they're moving their career forward. So I think that there's people who um, show up to those classes and just go, I can't, I can't even paint until I have the skills to paint like Rembrandt. And they don't even attempt to like follow the instructor who's you know showing them exactly what to do because they're afraid well it's not going to be as good as a van gogh 
You know what I mean? It's not going to be as good as whatever painter that you're thinking of. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think that happens with us a lot. Is like, yeah, somebody coming in isn't going to be me. And even me when I started. When I started, I had a lot of sales background. I was, you know, in in home sales for a long time and was a sales trainer and like new sales language and sales philosophies. So there's not necessarily somebody who's going to come in and be just like me right out of the gate, but they don't have to be because they're what they paint is probably good enough for them and good enough for their family. And they can progress and get experience and get better and better and better with repetition. That's at least my, my thought for sure. Mm. Ashton, what, what, uh, what are you thinking about? You know, like when you get, a cancellation of an appointment, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you, you got them booked on your calendar, 11 a.m., 11 a.m. comes, they're not showing up, whatever. You text them, you're like, hey, and they're like, oh my God, we, we, you know, we can't do this right now. We got to do this later yeah. or you know, whatever. What are you doing to typically get that person back on your calendar? And, and what's some tips that we can give some people for how to rebook appointments? Yeah, uh, automation is, is always going to be key. You know, we, we thankfully in our agency ha- have a system that when someone cancels, I can put them in a funnel in tech that's going to send them an immediate text. So I have a late to appointment. I click late to appointment. It's going to send them two texts. I'm ready when you, whenever you are. Next text, are we still on to meet today? So now they got two text messages about, hey, are, are we actually having this appointment? If I get no response, I'm going to move them to my no-show funnel. So now it's going to say, hey, so sorry you missed your appointment today. Let's find a time to reschedule. Here's a link. Go ahead and click it to reschedule. And then it's going to keep them in a funnel for days and days and weeks to come in order to get them back on my calendar. And I have so many times that they'll text me back or call me back. Hey, so sorry. I, I got super busy, but you know, here's, here's the good time for me to meet. And now I'm not saying that's the only thing you do, but it's one of the things. Now I, I have them in a funnel and I'm still going to call them. I might call them my next dial session. I'll go through, hey, here's all the people last week that didn't show. Uh, hey, just giving you the call back. I know I sent you a few texts, but trying to find that time for us to get back together this week so I can get you the information you guys were looking for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. And I think the point that I'm hearing from you is like, all right, so maybe some of you guys are listening to this podcast and you're not at a company like ours where you know we give all of our agents this automation software. And so like you can... Mm-hmm. We, we have drip messaging for all of our leads and all of our clients and every, every agent gets it for free. But if you don't, if, like they aren't hard to find. You can find an automation software. You can find a CRM that does text messaging and does rebooking and retargeting like this is 2022. We've been doing this now for 10, 15 years, right? Not everything has to be manual. But maybe you're not technologically inclined. Like maybe you're somebody who's still going out there. You like don't like e-apps. You still write paper applications. You're knocking on doors. Like maybe that's you. Maybe you believe that the final expense market needs to be worked face-to-face. Whatever your belief is, right? Fine. Um, do something. Do something to do this, right? Keep a track of the leads yeah. that no-show or that you need to reschedule with. And, and have kind of a script to follow with them when you get them back on the phone. So you know, my rule of thumb, and then Keith, I want to go to you. Like my rule of thumb has always been everybody gets a one, everybody gets a free one. Right. And it's very understanding when I reach back out to them, if they no showed me now, I've seen this go poorly for new agents. And so I want to caution a lot of new agents out there because you might get angry 
and you might uh, go like, you know, you said 11 a.m. and you accepted the calendar invite <laughs> and, you know, I knocked on your door at 11 a.m. and I called you and like, how could you not know it was at 11 a.m.? And you get like aggravated and, and aggressive and like that's not going to go well for you most of the time, right? So um, being a little bit more understanding. So I've always come at it the first time is like, hey, I understand stuff happens and like, you know, things get in the way. I really, you know, want to take care of this for you. And then when I book the next appointment with them, I make sure that we like double and triple check. I have a little bit more of a green light to double and triple check that that time works for them because they know that they messed up on the last appointment, right? They had to cancel. They had to reschedule. It was their fault that we didn't meet. So I can say things that I normally wouldn't say in the in the first booking of an appointment, like, "Hey, I just want I don't want to have happen what happened last time. Are we all 100% sure that 6 p.m. works on Thursday? There's nothing in your calendar, or you know, nothing that's going to make you run late, you know, or something like that. 6 p.m. We're good to go. You know, I can intimate that, like, "Hey, you let me down the time before, so are we sure? But I'm doing it from a place of empathy and understanding that, like, "Hey, I get it. Stuff happens. No problem. I'm here to to work with you. However, the second time that they no show me, right, I go pretty hard on the third time, right? If I talk to them a third time, I tell them straight up. I say, hey, listen, I have a lot of clients who need to see me. I have 40 or 50 of these requests. I'm working leads, right? So I have, you know, I have a lot of these leads of people who've reached out wanting insurance. And, you know, if I put you on my calendar again and you don't show up, you've now taken a spot away from two other people that could have met with me and could have gotten protection in place for their family. And if something happens to them and they die, well, that's kind of your fault, right? That they don't have protection because you're booking time on my calendar and you're not showing up for it. So are we 100% sure that 6 p.m. Thursday, you're good to go? Otherwise, you know, if you're not, I'll give that spot to somebody else, right? And, and I'll help them get their family protected. And I, I basically just go... If I put you on my calendar two times, if you don't show up a third time, I'm, I'm not going to work with you as a client. And I tell people that, hey, this is the third time that, that you haven't shown up. I can't really afford to put you in my calendar anymore. Again, we work for a company that gives us these amazing tools. So I send them a direct-to-consumer link where they can buy insurance on their own should they ever get around to it. Without me, they can quote themselves and buy insurance. So they get my direct-to-consumer link right away. Um, but other than that, I, it's sort of like, you know, two, three strikes and you're out basically for me. Uh, but on that, on that first one, I'm really empathetic. And on the second one, I'm a little bit more stern. What, what, what do you think Keith on that? I'm a little bit of an anomaly, an albatross. I kind of equivalent to the elephant in the room um, where it comes to, you know, I go a little harder in the phone call, right? So we're talking, sure. you know, simple life insurance, mortgage protection, I ask him to bring banking info to the meeting because I want to expose in the phone call whether they're really serious about buying insurance. And then I stick to the 48 hour rule. If they're not going to, you know, book an appointment within 48 hours, to me, they're not an appointment. I know there's a ton of successful agents that run appointments further out. I just haven't found that um, people that go outside of 48 hours have a high rate of show. Right. The yeah. rate of show kind of drops a ton. So if I'm going to maximize my time um, and be as efficient as possible and create velocity with the cash flow, I'm going to book them within 48 hours. Now, the other reason I'm a little bit of an albatross, if you will, is because, well, 
The other day I said in front of about 20 something new agents, how many of you would like to book 15 appointments a week? Cause at our company, that's kind of the gold standard and 19 out of 20 put their hand up. And the one person who was new that didn't put her hand up, I said, why didn't you put your hand up? She said, because I'd rather have one that shows than 15 that don't. Nice. And I was like, spot on. That's exactly the right answer. So if I can be a little bit more forward in the call and create less appointments of people who show versus there are agencies in this industry that call people, Hey, I have this or whatever. Are you available this time? Great. We'll meet then. And they book 30 appointments like that because they expect 15, 20 to just forget, right? They may not triage. They may not do anything. It's a big waste of time. And on top of that, I do a ton of advanced markets, as you guys know, hence the name DJ Debt Free. And in the Debt Free Life program, and if you're, you know, outside of our company and you want to know more about the Debt Free Life program, you know, look us up, go to dflwithkeith.com, listen to a video, join our agency. We'll help and teach you how to do that, right? I have a little bit of a wider calendar on that at dflnextsteps.com. Yes, I'm self-promoting. But why is that important? Because coming into life insurance, there's like 25 people that are going to reach out to them to book them in life insurance. Coming into an advanced market time, there's like maybe two and a half. And out of those two and a half, one of us knows exactly what we're talking about. And the rest are kind of like momos in this in this space. So why do I bring that up? Right. Because <laughs> you want to get with someone who's credible, who's going to you know, protect your retirement, who's going to get you the right life insurance and get you debt free. So they typically don't cancel those on you. Right. Yeah. Because I've set them up with enough credibility and enough like understanding just enough that they're showing up to see what we got going on versus, Hey, I can do this anytime with anyone. There's so many people in the market out there. So that one, um, I I don't get a lot of cancellations. I was just going to say, I think this is a very, um, this is a very interesting segue because I think what we're, we're talking about right now as well is what I call shaking the tree. And so it's like when you, uh, we're talking a lot about agriculture right now. I don't know why, but when you have like an orange tree and you have these oranges that are dead on the tree, right? You shake the tree, the dead oranges will fall off, right? So you can pick the, the ripe ones. Anyway, my the point is, is like, uh, not when you're new, when you're getting a little bit more comfortable, when you're getting a little bit more advanced, I think what Keith is suggesting is that for me, um, I tend to want people to convince me that they should go on my calendar Versus me convince them that I should have an appointment with them. Right. And so it's, it's a, it's a bit of like a, in the questions that I ask on the phone, I don't want to put a bunch of appointments on my calendar that are either not serious or going to no show or whatever. And Keith's right. There's a lot of agencies out there. There's a lot of companies that just promote. Yeah. You know, get these leads and go, Hey, you, uh, you know, applied for insurance. See you Tuesday at one Bye. click, you know, and like, don't, and they're just banking on setting 30 or 40 and it's a lot of spinning wheels. It's a lot of wasted time. It's a ton of wasted money just spending a ton of money in these leads just to you know not even validate or verify anybody. And so it's like, I go back to this thought where it's like, all right, you could be uh, an insurance producer that is issuing, or sorry, that is submitting $40,000 of premium a month and, you, and you're a badass and you're all over the leaderboards, but you're only issuing 50%. Your issue rate is dog crap, right? Where I could be a producer that's issuing $20,000 a month, right? Submitting 23,000 a month or something like that. And we're going to make the same amount of money. I'm just going to work a lot less than you. 
I'm going to have time to actually get that business issued with the carriers and follow up and get referrals and have higher close rates on, on leads that I get and stuff like that exactly. because I'm not just throwing wood up against the board. And that's the same concept that we're talking about here with your appointments. You're not just throwing wood appointments up against the board. You're throwing legit appointments up against the board, and they're kind of convincing you that they're worth your time to go on your calendar and keep the saying by, you know, hey, give me your banking information or bring your banking information to the meeting. We're buying insurance on this meeting. And if he's getting pushback and setting the appointment, um, he goes, hey, you know what, let's, let's just forget about this or you're not serious and shakes the tree. So it's like actively working to get people off your calendar is an interesting concept. When you're new, you don't get it yet because you haven't even put enough people on your calendar to understand how much time you're wasting. Um, you know, but it's like, I love this concept of kind of advanced level um, selling because you know what your profitability is going to be with the right person. That's a that's a killer topic. Uh, Ashton, any uh, any thoughts on that to kind of close us out here so we can bring this thing? No, I mean, I, I think that hits us right on right on the nose there. You know, it's all about setting quality just as well as quantity. But even more important is quality. Uh, we want to make sure that we're sitting with people. It doesn't matter how many appointments you book. You know, it's all about how many you sit with at the end of the day. If you book 10 and sit with 10, that's way better than booking 40 and sitting with 10. It's all about making sure that you're booking those quality appointments and making sure that you tie them down so they do show. Because if they're not going to show, then you're just wasting your time and putting your profitability down the drain. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess the my final thought, and then we'll go to Keith just to kind of close this out. My final thought would be, um, you know, as you, until you're better at this, one of the things that can really increase your show ratio and decrease your, your cancellations is referral business. And so when you do make a sale, when you, when you do help a family, you get them protected, you get them covered, um, getting friends and family or anybody else that needs to be helped with insurance, those appointments typically are going to stay on the books at a higher rate than a lead or than a higher rate than maybe a warm market or even a cold market networking appointment. Um, so getting referrals, like referral business, especially when you're new, if you can start learning how to ask for referrals, and maybe we should do an episode on how to ask for referrals, um, you're, you're going to increase your profitability and your show ratio probably tenfold until you learn how to set better appointments. Uh, make the most out of every client, I guess is what I would say. Uh, what, what's your final thought, Keith? Um, you know, if I'm hungry rather than running down the road and chasing a bunch of grapes that are rolling away, I'd rather just get the watermelon that's just hanging right next to me back to agriculture, the low hanging fruit, as they say. Um, so someone cancels or no shows, I send them one quick thing, which is, I thought this was a priority to you. Is it, if it is, let's get together today, tomorrow. If it's not, we might get back to you in a few months and just leave it at that. You know, I'm not chasing uh, because then I'm always chasing. Let's get with the people that are sitting right around us that want to buy. Yeah, dude, I just, you just struck a chord with me because I have a text message that I send to people when they no-show. It's just like that. It's like, hey, uh, looks like you're not going to be able to make your appointment. I'm sorry. I'm completely slammed for the rest of the day, so I, I couldn't meet with you even if you wanted to meet later. Let's find a time when I'm available to meet with you again so I might be able to help you with this. And it's very like power language of like, yeah. my calendar's full, you effed up, you know what I mean? And like puts the ball back in their court. So yeah, man, that's, that's a great point. So 
Uh, as always, for everybody, we're going to keep coming back to you with uh, awesome content. Hopefully this is helping you. Uh, leave some comments if, if uh, you got something from this video. Like and subscribe to our channel. You can find us everywhere that podcasts are found. And of course, always on writemoreapps.com. We will uh, check in with you here with another fresh episode next week. So thanks for joining us, everybody.